Welcome to Underrepresented Representatives Ooh. with your host, <laughs> Mr. Woop Woop himself, <laughs> David Stephen Quill. Why you don't do that? How you know my middle name? Because I know. <laughs> Hashtag Naja knows. <laughs> and your main host, Miss <laughs> Naja Imani Muhammad, Pledge President Ma'am, aka Naja knows, aka Miss Queen Najita, aka DJ Nasty Naja in your area, about to cause mass hysteria, aka Biggie Shorty 924, aka the one, the only, the Naja. <laughs> And once again, the other host is Dave. Thanks. Dang. Appreciate you. How you doing? <laughs> yeah, we're feeling really good. Um, we're here. We got a really great guest today, and we will introduce that guest shortly. Excited. But first, our sponsorships. Virtue. Today's episode <laughs> is sponsored by again. Virtue. Yet again, morals over money. Tell us about that, Dave. It was a brand started um, first and foremost, just like something my cousin and I thought of. Uh, Want to make Y'all sure cousins. Yeah, we're cousins. We don't look alike. We don't have to look like to be cousins. I'm a little light skinned, a little darker, but he's still light skinned. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna talk about that quite a bit today. Colorism. Oh um, no, nah, but it's a uh, it's that there's levels to it. But morals over money's the imprint. That's uh that lives under the virtue brand. So mm. appreciate you. Beautiful. Check that out. Link in bio. Link in bio. At virtue. At virtue. V i r underscore t u e. At virtue. Hashtag Naja knows. <laughs> this episode is also sponsored by the crunch of my chips. A crunch so good, you wouldn't want to stop. Just go ahead. <laughs> That's so nasty. Nasty, yet satisfying. Connor, our sound engineer, how's that feel for you? Shout out to Connor. <laughs> Shout out to Connor. I, I'm feeling a little silly today. We're going to have a great time. She is. Feeling really good because she's amped. I'm being amped. Yourself. I'm being myself. I'm having fun. Box pulled me to the side earlier. He said, if you're not having fun, why are we doing this? Exactly. And yeah. uh, thank you. That's a message that you should keep with all aspects of your life be it dating, be it working, be it parenting, or be it crunching your chips. <laughs> if you're not having fun, why are you doing it? I want to introduce our guest for the day, one of my best friends in the whole wide world, Ooh. Chelsea Jade Moody. Sound effect. Woo. Oh, I like that. Hi. Hey. Chelsea, how you feeling? I'm good. I'm great. I'm in New York. I'm happy. I'm excited. There we go. Where are you coming from today? Los Angeles, California. Ooh, Let's LA in the place to be. LA. I've never been. I want to go. I went there for one time for an interview. Like, but it wasn't LA, it was Santa Monica. They That's live. LA. That's LA. That is? Yeah. I went to Venice Beach. That's, that was dope. And they played you. They played me on and off. You didn't get the job. <laughs> no, I didn't get the job. <laughs> Yo, if I got the job, I wouldn't be here. True. <laughs> so everything happens for a reason. But here we are. I'm about to move out to LA one of these days. Yeah. She's about to move to Harlem. 20 <laughs> <laughs> I literally said that this one. I was like, I'm moving back to Harlem. <laughs> Look, Harlem and then LA. Uh, yeah, nah, everyone has dreams. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all just say, no, nah, it's not being funny. Everyone has dreams. Speaking of dreams, Chelsea, what's one of your dreams? <laughs> well, listen. <laughs> My dreams in life or just go? Home ownership. I want to mm. own a home. Nice. Where do you want to buy? California. Yeah. It's expensive though. So yeah. I got to make that bank. Yeah. Or it. go on www.seekarrange. What is it? Dot com. Seek arrangements. Seek arrangements. Yeah, I'm trying to get on there. You're probably going to get sued. 
I ain't got no money, but still getting sued. I ain't got no money. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So, yes, we have Chelsea here all the way from L.A. She came just for this podcast. <laughs> yep. She did. And one thing that we're going to talk about a little bit later, Chelsea's another very special guest that we have on. If you've been enjoying our art, our podcast logo, you oh, can yes. think the one and only Chelsea herself. She created our logo. And uh, Chelsea, thank you what so inspired much. you to create that logo for us? I mean, you asked me to, <laughs> um, and, she, and, and you gave me good ideas for it. I do want to apologize for making it. <laughs> All the pictures, your hair were curly, and I was trying to get the texture in no, there. No, I didn't. appreciate it. You made, I really thought, because like sometimes I take pictures, I think my head's lopsided. It's mad funny. So when you did that, it scared me. I was like, yo, maybe my head really is lopsided, so I need to go to the doctor. Your head is not lopsided. Oh, okay. That's not the lopsided one. We're going to show you the lopsided that's one. Good, that's a good one. That's a let, good me, one. let me pull up the lopsided one for, <laughs> for I literally circled it. And put a <laughs> she sent it to me. <laughs> he circled it. Yeah, it was so funny. I was like, yo, is my head really lopsided? So, I felt so kind of the lopsided. Yeah, I felt like I was scared. I got mad nervous because I was having a headache that day in the back of my head. So I was like, damn, something going on. I'm scared. Well, you know, oftentimes we perceive ourselves it's differently way than different. the world. That's the first thing I thought. I was like, damn, my head's really lopsided. But nah, it's, it came out phenomenal. I love it. Thank you. Yeah, I do. I really do. I really do. I like, yeah, I like everything about it, frankly. Yeah. I'm excited. We hope you all like it too. Mom, you're probably the only one listening. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to mom. Shout out to mom. Shout out to LBC Leaders nah, by Choice. Today's episode is sponsored by LBC. They ain't let me in. I'm just never going to let that down. My mom said you didn't have the grades for it. Yo, okay. I didn't have the grades, but you got to give a young brother a chance. Maybe if, <laughs> maybe if I was on LBC, in LBC, I would have saw the light. How you don't have the grades? Everyone, everyone. Nah, you need an 80 or something. That's not hard. Yeah, I had like a 69, something like that. Maybe 70. I was, you know, it was troubled times. I had a lot going on. I had a lot of things. Aww. Shut up. Don't be, all right, we ain't going to make this about me. Get out of here. All right, back to Chelsea. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Chelsea. What are you doing out in LA? What do you aspire to Living. be? What's going on? My aspirations in life. <laughs> oh, uh, we aspire to be whatever. My aspirations, yeah. Um... I am working in music, copyright and publishing, Lit. making sure people get paid for the music being in TV and television, all that. Mm. Uh, and my goal is to be a music supervisor, so picking all the cool songs for all these movies and stuff. Mm. Yes. Are you doing that now? No. Okay. No, no, no. no. I was, I'm trying to figure out how it all works. My bad, my bad. It's like a, you know, you got to get there. Levels. So I'm on the like business part of it right mm -hmm. now, and then I got to get to the creative part. Yeah. Gotcha. So what do you do like exactly right now? It's a lot of looking at numbers. Uh, I process all the checks they give me and make sure that if a movie's out on Netflix, that a company is paying for it to be on Netflix and paying musicians and stuff. So you like know when stuff is like about to come out. So you got the inside scoop. Sometimes, but mm. they like for Marvel movies and stuff, they hide it under a different names because they don't want anyone to know. So sometimes it's like we uh, don't know. Oh wow! It's like so avocado you, films. So when you see something, you're like, "All right, this might be Marvel." Yeah. Yeah, we ain't trying to get you fired, so we ain't gonna, I ain't gonna ask no more questions. <laughs> yeah, we gonna stop right there. <laughs> So you're saying you want to be the person who picks the music that goes in shows and movies. Yeah. So it's like, okay, all right, so let's play a little game. I didn't know that we were going to go there. <laughs> improv, okay. All right, improv, exactly. So do we want to go specific or general? General. Dang, because I was about to be like, episode three of no, XYZ, would what would you, you do that? Nah, all right, so general. All right, think about your, your current playlist. If 
there was like a love scene like between like, I don't know, it was a biracial couple. Let's say their names are like Bonner and Laja, right? Bonner. Bonner and Laja, <laughs> you know, young aspiring actress, young sound engineer, et cetera. God, this sounds very like, familiar. I think I know this. And like up. they always knew each other. She was maybe like a little bit older. <laughs> Cool, and then they, there's finally this scene. It's raining. They're in a New York City, like, Brooklyn apartment. They run up <laughs> to the roof. They're just chilling, kicking. It starts to rain, and, like, they finally realize, wait, like, these last three years, we actually like each other. And they're about to go in for the kiss. What song starts playing? Okay. Are we talking about, like, an indie film? Big rom-com? Mm. Like, what are we talking here? Ooh. She just hit you with, mm. Ooh, she hit that's me. the expertise you got. I would say, like, I would say I'm probably, I mean, indie. the I'm one character. Indie. She's indie? I'm mainstream, but it's indie because the Bonner character is probably more indie. I'm definitely more like Gossip Girl. Okay, so indie. Honestly, for this kind of movie in New York, Kiss from a Rose, Seal. Mm. Baby! <laughs> I kiss from a Rose. Like, okay. I feel that. Because it's light, but also it'll get the moment, you know? Yeah. Get it going. Funny. Then, yeah. Like, yeah. It makes it funny because it's like, oh, right, we're laughing. Like, obviously, there's always been sexual chemistry. Let's kiss. <laughs> <laughs> um, Stop being nasty. <laughs> Honor and Laja. Yeah, that's creative names. Creative names. Yeah. All right. Boom, hit us with something, Dave. What? what? We got to see how good she is. Give her a scenario. I'm not as descriptive as you. We you really don't do, need to be. I could have We literally, I just want to know, like, why you thought of that. Like, that seems so specific. Like, why do you want to do that? Uh, music supervision. Yeah, I'm changing the whole subject. I was trying to play another game. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, I want to get, this is dope. I like what she's thinking. Pretty Talk much because I love music, but like, I'm not musically talented. I like what she didn't. <laughs> I like what she did there. <laughs> you know, put the word together. Thinking and talking. <laughs> put it in pop. Oh, now we can't even quote Cosby anymore. Dang. Dang, too soon, yeah. Shout out. Dang. Ooh. Shout out. Shout out to Consent. Yeah. Yo, chill. Oh, my God. Go go ahead. So, musically talented. I'm not. I okay. wish I was. I pretend like I rap, but I can't. Nah. <laughs> oh, we tried to do that one time. But yeah. We that was miserable. Uh, so I got into like music interning from marketing companies mm. and I liked that track. And then I got into doing music cue sheets and I just love music and I like how it pairs with stuff all the time. Yeah. On my Instagram, I like to pair it with funny videos. Oh, that's dope. Mm. Yeah. Mm. What's your favorite like one on your Instagram right now? What was the last one? Oh, I got these like huge fries, buffalo fries with like cheese and stuff. And I put All My Life by Casey and JoJo. <laughs> <laughs> That's like awesome. That. I do like Yo, we oh, like we that. should, you that should curate music that. for our podcast. Yeah, got that'd you. be so dope. Connor be doing that sometimes too. I mean, he, Bonner, he, I mean. He flexed the first <laughs> episode. He did. He did flex, he did. Yeah. yeah. That was dope. That, That's was. really cool. So. Yeah, so I guess is is this a track? Have other people followed it? Like, do they usually start where you are, and then this is like a fast track to that? No, honestly, I'm going the opposite route. A lot of people have like internships and they have connections that get them straight into the door. Mm. I didn't really have that, so I decided to take it from the business side because a lot of the creative don't know the numbers part. Mm. So if I go in with that, then that'll get me in there. I know. I like that. That I reminds me of that. um, what's his name? Andy Cohen, right? Like he. Is it Andy Cohen? He's on Bravo, though. Bravo. He runs, and it's like it's different, but he started mm. like very much behind the scenes for like 15 years. Yeah. No one knew him, you know. Obviously, people in the industry did, but he was like administrative assistant and then other things. And then now he runs Bravo and is the face of Bravo, mm. right? Yeah. Um, would you ever aspire, like, do you want to stay behind the scenes with picking, or would you ever like want to be in front of the camera or anything like that? No, I'll say picking. Hey, leave that to we the need others. people. Um, do you feel like, would it be beneficial, like, could you do a side hustle where 
if a friend was like making a film, you would pick the music? Like, would you do that sort of thing? Or do you want to stay completely in, I guess it's not mainstream, but like, would you help a YouTube show or like a, a like short indie film, for example? Absolutely. Uh, the only issue is that because I work already in there that like, I know the laws, so I can't, if they want to use a big song, I can't be like, oh, I didn't know that. And then- yeah, you, gotta you can't just be like, oh yeah, we can use this Taylor Swift song. Like, no, you know that you can't. Yeah. That's interesting. So you would have to literally, like, it's not something that you can, you can do it on your own time, like pick songs that you think would pair to kind of like train yourself for that moment. But like, you can't, like right now we're podcasting, like we're not signed to we're just doing what we want to do. Mm-hmm. You can't necessarily practice it and release it to see if people are like, tuning into it exactly that's interesting mm. damn so i could you, do it with free music but if i yeah. wanted to use the good stuff damn yeah that's interesting i never even thought of that because i know a lot of people that want to get into making music for videos mm-hmm. and specifically that i got a couple of friends that are like producers that look into that but i like your style like going that way and that route and because it makes more sense because mm-hmm. you want to learn something about the business and then this shows that it essentially gives you leverage down the road down yeah. the road so I like that route. That's like a lot of people like us have to do. So mm-hmm. I respect it. Got sure. DIY. What do you, you mentioned like um, if you wanted to use the good stuff, right? Mm-hmm. How do you feel about those music laws? I remember when they became, when licensing and things became big. Because remember like mm-hmm. back in the day, Napster and like when yeah. people, and then all of a sudden Lime when we went to college, LimeWire, Lime people wire. were getting in trouble. How do you feel about that? I have mixed feelings. Because as an artist, people should be paid for their work. Mm-hmm. And then I'm also like, ah, oh, but like the common man, you know what I mean? Like no. people should be able to enjoy someone's work too. How do you feel about music laws and licensing? I, they're there to protect the artists and I respect them. But that being said, if someone, if it's like Beyonce and I want to stream it for free, I'm going to and I feel less guilty about it. Mm. But if it's like a friend, I will absolutely buy the music and support them. Yeah, mm. yeah. No, I, I respect that. Yeah, no. simply put. It makes sense. I was a LimeWire person. I won't lie. Back I in the was day. a big LimeWire. I loved Lime. I used Yo. to put. I used to make CDs and put ringtones on people's phones for twenty dollars. Yo, shut it down. That's had a people hustle. In the hood. Yo, I missed the ringtones. Can we bring have, it back though. Yeah, I used to have Ali putting ringtones on her phone. That's the home. That's my best. Shout friend. out to That's Ali. Like, shout out to Ali. Hope the marriage is going well. Yo, I remember <laughs> that stuff. Sorry. Yeah, sensor beep. <laughs> True. Yo, mad viruses on my computer. No, no, mad. Yo, I literally had to take nah, part on the family computer. computer. Remember yep. Frostwire? Nah. Mm-mm. What you was using? <laughs> what? What is Frost? What? What? Mrs. Muhammad? What you want to? <laughs> nah, it was Frost. Frost or Frost? Fro- no, that not the Frost. Even, I don't know. Look. <laughs> I can't even got my glasses on. <laughs> Frostwire is a free and open source BitTorrent nah. client first released in 2004 nah. as a fork of LimeWire. No, nah, it was initially very similar to LimeWire in appearance, it. but over time, developers added more features. I do. It was just. I'm sorry, I do remember it. I think it was it just was LimeWire's like, like because people were getting yeah. caught with LimeWire too much, so they said, "Oh, let's make something new, but call it like the same thing." <laughs> yeah. No, nah, I do remember. My bad. I mean, disrespect. My bad. My bad. I mean, always though. No, don't you bring it here. Don't you bring it here. No, but that's really good, Chelsea. So, ah, it's just interesting to hear about those little things because, I don't know, I watch a movie and because of so many friends working in film and acting and things like that, I definitely, I think I look, I look at the editing a little bit more. I look at the direction and the acting. I never think about how much goes into, you see the credits at the end and there's like 
35 songs I played throughout and I didn't even necessarily notice it. But I didn't notice how much a part of the experience it was, right? Yeah. I think like if you did a social experiment, and I've actually seen YouTube videos like this, where if you took all the music out mm-hmm. of a movie, it's like just it's weird. not the same. It's, it's like, weird. like things are just yeah. happening. People are clicking buttons. I'm like, Someone's being mad melodramatic like, I can't believe you did that to my brother. How dare you? And if you take the music out, it's literally it's the worst. Mm. Sometimes it even seems like the worst acting. Yeah. That's interesting because the way you said that, like looking at like movies and things and like your friends are directing. I find that so interesting when people work in a, like you work in music. Mm-hmm. Naja is like, she does everything. Like looking, I'm being, the shut up. Be, Master just of say thank you. Damn. It's a compliment. Oh, she eating. <laughs> <laughs> but like, no, it's, it's so interesting how people start to look at things differently when they're working in it. Yeah. Like I used to work in sports to your comment. Like you look at, when you watch a movie, you look at how it's being directed. I'm sure when you listen to music, you start thinking like, oh, it's a different way of hearing it. Mm-hmm. And then when I was working in sports, like I wasn't having fun watching the games anymore because I was on the business side. That to your point. Sense. You see yeah. what I'm saying? That's why I resonate with that because I was, I, I'm five, six. I'm not going to ball, play basketball. So I had Shout to go to the business the side. Shout out to all the short men in the world. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like five, seven, five, eight. I'm lying. Nah. <laughs> but like I'm short. So I get what I get exactly what you're saying. Like I couldn't play sports. So I had to figure out a way in and I figured yeah. it out mm. in sports. And I went the business side ticket sales. I'm not doing that anymore, but I definitely feel you on that. Cause I I do feel just because of our background, like we are at a disadvantage mm-hmm. when getting those type of positions. Cause it is, especially in music and sports, it's synonymous. Like what, what background? you need to know people by racial. Yeah. Come on, black and white. All day. Oh, y'all, y'all both biracial? Yeah, we, we <laughs> are. Oh, so, oh, that's why you were excited for her, huh? All right, biracial pride day. Dang, Connor. They just separated you. us. Yeah, we out here. We, we, we all about unity. Why are we making divide? We're the four corners right now. We out here putting it on. That's it. We out here making moves. Listen, make those moves. But so would... Yeah, I mean, I guess I want to like kind of transition into that. All right, as a as a black woman, right, and I've heard this from my brothers and even, even me too. Always growing up, I heard from family members, "We have to work ten times harder." Mm-hmm. And you are both, you know, both friends of mine. You're obviously a black woman, black man as well. Mm. Do you think the experience is a lot different being biracial? Did you ever feel like a you had to work hard? Like as as stupid or naive as it might sound, did you feel like you were playing both sides? Like what was that kind of like? Because you're saying, "Oh yeah, we have to work harder." And I really thought the we was the three of us. <laughs> and then I realized you were creating the divide more. And so, Connor, no, now no, I know no. how you may feel every episode when we're talking about race. You are included. You are included. But I think Chelsea, like, I would love to hear from the music side. Because, like, that seems like that's even more, like, I'm, I have friends that are in music and it's just so relationship-based. So how's your experience? It was hard. After college, I had, I think, a year, year and a half that I didn't work. Uh, I was nannying, interviewing all the time. I couldn't get in there or sometimes I would have like, oh, you went to Emerson and I would get in the door, but I would never get a call back to that. But I had friends who'd be like, oh yeah, my dad got me here or my uncle here, or I had a friend Mm. over here. It's not the same. Mm. So it is, you got to put it out there. And I never knew what it was that wasn't connecting. If it was me who I was, or was it my resume or whatever? Mm. Did you ever like try to like ask like, you know, what is it? No, I was too, now I would, but then I was too shy. I wouldn't have spoken up. Do you, and I, and I think that's a, and we will never know what's on in the yeah. heads of interviewers. I think that is something that many people of color go through and like still go through, even though you'll hear me say it a million times. Everyone's like, yay, diversity and things are so much 
easier for you now and it's hard for me as a white woman and it's just like they can take several seats with that like mm-hmm. you know how I feel um I would say though that's a universal experience for people of color not just like a biracial thing but did you ever feel like more of a divide because you're mixed race not for jobs specifically because I think just what you're feeling from jobs is because yeah you, we look at you and it doesn't matter if you walk in the room with your white mom people see you as black, mm-hmm. period. But what about like socially, like growing up, did you feel like different or an outcast? Like, yeah. I This is honestly for both of you really, but I want to mm. hear from Chelsea too. I thought I was adopted for a long time because mm. my dad is dark and my mom is so like white, a blonde hair, blue eyes, and I look like neither of them. And people would always ask me if I was adopted. Mm. So I was like, am I? Yeah. Um, and it was hard in high school because I went to a predominantly white high school, but we had like a black group that we went to and there was the they would talk about like certain things about like, oh, my hair, this or blah, 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 that I couldn't relate to. So it was like being in the middle of both worlds, mm. which like you were smiling. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. No, nah, I definitely, I agree. Um, Funny story. One time my dad was in Walmart with me and I was mad. Like, I had blonde hair when I was younger and the security guard followed him around for about like 30 minutes, then approached him, pressed him. Like, is this your son? He's like, this is my son. And my dad doesn't play like, I'm his world, like mm. outside of my sister. Mm. You know what I mean? Like shout out to Big Dave. Big Dave. My sister, like he's like he literally like 34 had me, and that was it. Like he was ready. That, like, but the security guard pressed him. He had to call my mom, who was white. It's like that's his son. Like I don't know what else to tell you, but from the understanding that I have, what happened with my dad, he was ready to like kill that guy. <sighs> Yeah, like to the point where I was like, yo, your question whether or not, because back in the day, you got to think it's 19, what, 80, maybe 89, 1990, and you have your son with you and someone's questioning that and that's your blood. So you're immediately thinking they're a threat to you. And now you're also thinking you might lose your son and you're already scared of the cops Mm -hmm. because of past situations. Life, yeah. So, you know what I mean? But like to your point, like having... Like I've always, I've always resonated a little bit more with my black side. I'm mm-hmm. not gonna lie, but I always had a chance to see my white side because my grandmother and my grandfather they're Italian and Irish. So on Sundays we would go have Sunday dinners, and I never thought of race honestly until it started happening like in high school, mm-hmm. where people started like I just wasn't anyone. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't look like anyone. No one was like me, like to your point. And mm-hmm. like, there was times where we would get in trouble and like, they would put the white kids on one side, black kids, darker black kids on another side. And then I'd be in the, literally in the middle. And the cop be, but the cop, not in like fights and stuff, you know how I used to get down. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I wasn't fighting. Like, but I wasn't even fighting. still, to separate the separation. by race is. Because that's what was going on. There was a beef between, uh, yeah, 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 things. There was other stuff happening. That's but wild. it's it's great. It's really interesting that you say that because like that's really how it is. But in the workforce, I do see how sometimes where someone that's darker than me gets treated a little bit differently. But because I'm lighter, yeah, I'm actually treated a little bit okay. Yeah, a little nicer. And I'm like, what the hell? like? That's not cool. Like mm-hmm. you shouldn't. You should treat them the same way. So I always used to go out. Well, when I still do, I go out my way to befriend them. I'm sure you do the same. Like making sure, like, nah, we together in this. Like, don't let no one separate us at all. Yeah. It's interesting. Did you ever feel like, I feel like colorism is a is a big thing. Did you ever feel like there was a divide in your race? Like, not, um, all right, let's talk about the black side. The <laughs> right? 
It's crazy even, that you can even ask these questions like that. Ain't it crazy? Do you yeah. even see how you have to separate it? Think about every single day. Uh-huh. Yeah. Thinking about which side you got to lean towards or like not even lean towards. You can't just be yourself because you don't know who you are. Like I'm getting more calm. I'm 30. So I'm getting more comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. As you age, you start to realize like, yo, I'm just me. Like, I was going to ask, here. yeah, was it growing up? Did it feel like you had to choose and like. I don't know. How do you feel, Chelsea? Has that changed for you? It has. I mean, like I said, I went to like a very white private school and I remember like being the only black kid out of all of them, even though I was biracial, there were two of us and they would come up to me like, oh, look, I can see you walk, blah, 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 crip walk. And I was like, okay, I'm over here listening to Nirvana and emo music. I don't know why you're doing that. Yeah. And then I got to like high school and had more black friends and it was still like that weird divide where they would be like, why don't you listen to whatever was popular, like 50 Cent. I was like, oh, my bad. I didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was, so uh, a big thing, like just in black culture, right? And I'm talking people who, I mean, honestly, many of us have lots of, of a mix in us, stuff like that. But someone who I would say Jamaican American or African American, things like that, right? We are all still different shades and colors. You, you both know my family. Mm-hmm. Two of us, well, I have four older brothers. So, Three of us are dark. Mm-hmm. Ali's a little bit darker than me. And then my older, older <laughs> brother, BJ. <laughs> BJ's darker than both of us. And you got Salim and Sharif, mm. who are very light-skinned, very light. right? And um, <clears throat> none of us are biracial, anything like that. And there wasn't a divide between us, but there's such a divide in the black community about color, right? Yeah. And so I wonder how that plays. Do you guys feel that? Like, if you're with your group of, and I hate that it's like, here's my white friends, here's my black friends. And- Sometimes it feels like we're coming to an age where we can just all be together, mm-hmm. which is wild to say that. It's mm-hmm. 2019. I'm saying we're only 40 years into yeah. the real revolution. Exactly. And yeah. people act like it was like so many, so long ago. Like, no. Yeah. You walk down the street and you're still getting... I, I brought this up last last episode too. It was three years ago that people had an outcry about the Cheerios commercial because <laughs> oh, of yeah. a biracial couple. Yeah. And it's like, really? Like three years ago? We were all in our 20s. Mm. We were all in our 20s back then, Dave. Well, find something. <laughs> but have you ever felt that, you know, you you know the the sort of like colors and divide I'm talking about, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> where do you fit in that? Have you felt like from other black people, people feeling like, yo, well, you're not a real one? Because for me, you look at me, black. I get from people, oh, you're from my country, but I've had the... You talk different or you listen to different things. You articulate yourself. You, you articulate, articulate yourself. well. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? You know, even earlier today, someone was like, oh, I forgot you from the Burbs. You know what I mean? Mm. Shout out to Dave. <laughs> I did say that. <laughs> she asked me, what, like, what would I say? Press. She's like, that's not, you don't, I'm not pressing nobody. I'm like, yeah, it's just how I talk. You said I was pressing you, Connor. Yeah, I was tight at her, man. I got you, baby. Because, because I asked you to confirm a date. Was I pressing you? Exactly. Oh, yeah, That's right. my word there. <laughs> Thanks, All right, All right the, the question at hand. <laughs> Have you felt that divide in the black community for not being as dark? Honestly, I've seen it most with dating with black men. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of them I've seen talk about my darker friends. Oh, why is she so aggressive? Blah, blah, blah. And I once like dated a guy who was like, oh, I love you. You're my light-skinned goddess. Blah, blah, blah. Which just weirded me out. Yeah, it's mad weird. Like, yes, I'm pretty, but like, we don't need the light skin part. Yeah, it's just called yeah. pretty. Well, and, and people are so quick to be like, oh, white people, and uh, you know, there's so much hate to our race, like the That's... hatred that we show yeah. each other. Mm-hmm. I agree. Most, not most, much of the divide comes from, from each other because of, well, you're this kind of black, and why are you, 
light skin. Even I honestly, and they're going to watch this, I honestly think that my a couple of my brothers growing up wish that they were dark. Mm. Like I think that they envied me and Ali for being darker. Mm. We didn't see it so much. And I couldn't say that me and Ali wish we were lighter. I love how I look in the summer, but then I get to a point where I get real dark and I'm always kind of like, oh, I just don't want to be this dark. Why? Like, yeah. it's beautiful. At I the same it. time, it's like, yeah, like at the same time, that's how we've been like conditioned just mm -hmm. by like videos and music and things that you hear. Like all that stuff is changing. That's why I think I'm like more comfortable in my skin even more now because everyone in this society wants to stand out and now I just automatically stand out. You see what I'm saying? So it's more comforting to be able to stand up. Like, you could never have what I have. I literally get to see it from both sides. Yep. Always. Mm. Like, when someone, like, when you have that friend that's just like, oh, white people, this, I'm like, nah, that's not it. You just haven't interacted with white people enough. And then we have a black friend, to your point, like, oh, you know, white people hate, like, nah, that, that ain't it either. And like, yeah. but white people don't hate you, black people don't hate you. Like, yeah. figure it out. I was literally with a white friend of mine yesterday. And I was telling about where I work and my job, like I help for career advancement, I help black Latinx, which you should definitely sign up. It'd be dope. Um, black Latinx and Native American students and professionals mm -hmm. were like connecting the unconnected. That's dope. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's awesome. So yeah, like I was unconnected. Yeah. I like so that. we're like, we're doing exactly that. We're Dave's no longer unemployed, everybody. <laughs> Yo, I got a job. <laughs> for like two podcasts, I didn't have a job. <laughs> <laughs> but like that's my job now so i talk to these major companies and like i won't say any names but we're trying to get people like us in the door and the cool thing about it like people self-elect mm -hmm. so if someone that is white says they're black or spanish they can be on the platform and we'll put them in touch with these companies someone that's black wants to say they're native american then there you go if they feel they're spanish then there you go as well but that's what we're doing now. And like being able to do that and like empower people in more than a way. And you know, they always say like, you got to get into that position to ch make change. Mm -hmm. Like I'm able to ch make change from my position right now and I'm fine. I don't need the leadership title. I just want to get on my horse and go. Yeah, You know what I mean? So it's cool. That's why like, it's just dope being black and white to mm -hmm. me at least. I don't know how you feel. I love it. I, I mean, growing up, I had a whole lot of issues because I'm also six two so I like stood out in so many ways where mm. I was not used to it and I remember like freshman year of college Dang, nausea like I forced me to like because <laughs> my, my body language was always like hunched over I don't want to be seen nausea was like Chelsea stop and she would always like fix my mm. posture and I still remember that because that helped too mm. like no nah, I got to stand out I do so let's all right. <laughs> <laughs> well yeah own it I mean and we all grass is always greener and right. I like the comment you made about you're well into your 30s now. <laughs> so, you know, but I'll make jokes and I'll be like, oh, I just wish I was taller. I was a tall kid in class and then I stopped growing. And what, so, what grade was that? Yo, yeah. It was like second grade. Fifth, she, showed six, up to, seven. she showed up to kindergarten. I'm mad tall. I mean, but also, again. I was like this height in eighth grade, which oh, to okay. you, Chelsea, is not tall. But I was also this height in like fifth and sixth grade, which still to you That's is not tall. tall. But five three is kind of tall. Well, you were that height. I was. I've been. I have not grown. The boys. The boys were so short. I have a picture of me. Yo, James Breeze, shout out. James Breeze. Eighth grade formal, and his mom still has this in her living room of us together. Mm. I was this height, and he was like four eleven. That's on my. And then we have a picture of us from prom. Years later, he sprouted out, and he's much taller. So the the reason I'm saying this is like, I don't know. Once I stopped growing, 
even in my early 20s, I'm just like, dang, if I had longer legs, if I had this. And I would even joke with friends and be like, I think I've said to you before, if I had your height, mm-hmm. the things I would do. But it's like, you have your height and I don't. I am comfortable with my height and my thighs and all that is yeah. me. And we need to be comfortable. So I think mm-hmm. even though, I mean, I was 18 and needed to be comfortable with myself too. And it came from more of, I probably had like a Napoleon syndrome to where people always think I'm taller than 5'3". So like I, I stood a little taller. So part of me wanting you to own your confidence was probably part of my insecurities, honestly. But it was like, a, yo, I know so many, even some of our former campers, Shout out to Bryn Mar, Chelsea and I used to, to work Bryn there. Mar. I don't know where that is, but what up? We, that's where I'm leaving you. <laughs> Chelsea, um, you know, we had tall campers and, and a lot of times tall girls want to slump their shoulders and be mm-hmm. short and it's like, oh, but guys, no, own that. Mm. Naomi I had, Campbell. I had the one girl who was taller than me who like was crying after one of the dances because she was like, none of the boys wanted to dance with me. Oh. And I felt so bad because I've been there, she's but I'm like, you. no, she was she's taller than me. But I was like, no, I've been there. Just wait. They're young right now. Just yeah. wait. And that's so interesting. And that's, I mean, we talked about this, not to get too much into your personal, but like even over the last year, we're in our, dang, we're not in our early 20s. We are <laughs> close to our late 20s. So we're going through changes Mid, all the time yeah. with confidence. And I was talking to Chelsea and I was like, yo, your confidence like has grown up, gone mm. up even through pictures and stuff. But it's like, I honestly used to walk with Chelsea. I was about to get up. I forgot the <laughs> microphone. And like we would walk the other mad pictures of us like looking like Keenan and Kel. Like, yeah. But I just held myself tall all the time. But sometimes it would, you'd be a little slouchy. Yeah. But like I see pictures of you now and it's just like what up? all your care. glory. Yeah. Yes. You got to own it. I love that. Yo, we are Keenan and Kel. Ah, <laughs> here it goes. Yo. Bad girls Last life. night I said to Chelsea, yo, bro, I was like, Chelsea. Grab the vegan mayonnaise, some ketchup, the cookies, <laughs> one of my yellow heels, <laughs> and gloves, and meet me outside in the Uber. She's like, but nausea, why only one heel? <laughs> What's it. a life to play number? Ah, <laughs> uh, here, here it goes. goes. <laughs> but nah, that's beautiful. Like being, I, I'm working with a group of, of sixth, seventh, and eighth graders, and they are doing a performance on like, they called it Own Your Story. And they wrote these little speeches yesterday, and someone was like, tell your story the way you want to tell it. Mm. And something so simple from an eighth grader, but I love that. Like so often I even think about how are people going to perceive this? Well, what's my best approach? She was like, tell your story the way you want to tell it. Yeah. Someone was like, own your story. Like you gave birth to it. Dang. Who said that? A sixth grader. They That's wrote these little statements. Who are these kids you be working with? Yo, it's Remember so Remember what was dope. the other thing she said, Connor? What was the first thing before? Little man on the first episode. What was that? Uh, <sighs> From the little black boy poem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you ain't gotta go through it again. We're that not was hard. Go through it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yo, if you if you're wondering, uh, go back to episode one. And... <laughs> it was better than. But it's like yo, and that's why I love working with the kids because they teach us. There's a certain time, and and there are some children who have inhibitions from an early age, which is sad. But from a certain age up until like sixth or seventh grade, you just don't care, and you have these inhibitions, and then the insecurities start mm. to build, and then we're in our preteens and our teens and in and, and early 20s and we're like what if he likes me or what if you know I don't want to get I want us all to get back to what it was like when we were a kid and we're like you fart I had, I had a student and she's in the play too I'm not gonna say her name <laughs> I remember she's in third grade now so it was first grade two years ago pass gas mad loud <laughs> in the middle of class Kids laugh and she just goes, excuse me. Everyone's <laughs> laughing. She goes, what? It's natural. Mm. Good for her. Yeah, good for her. Me, 
as like a seventh or eighth grader. Now she was in first grade, but I'm like, please stay like that forever because mm-hmm. you're going to get to seventh, eighth grade, ninth, tenth college and be like, I farted. Yeah. Like, oh, what is Billy going to think? Like, no, like every single person in this room farts. Mm-hmm. Yours probably smell really bad. Connor's smell like bubble gum, I'm certain. <laughs> yeah, bubble I'm gum? Not. Chelsea's are delicate. <laughs> <laughs> and if anyone doesn't do it, it's probably me. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, right. But yeah, we get insecure. But like for what? Yeah, no, it's yeah, no, it's very true. We all I, bleed green, like we're good. Yeah, no. What? Wait, bleed green. yeah, <laughs> your guys' blood's not green. Shut up. <laughs> Do people come and talk to you at night from Shut little unidentified flying objects? Shut <laughs> up. Ooh, that was good. It <laughs> <laughs> was a good story. I liked it. Thank that was you. good. I appreciate that. Um, that's so. Yeah, it's interesting to hear both of your takes on just like being biracial, what that's meant, and then also how you grow. Cause you have no choice. Yeah. Right. You really, like you really don't like I'm sure Chelsea, you've been put in situations where you have to like speak up for yourself, especially being in the music business. I'm mm-hmm. sure there's plenty of situations. What is something that for someone that is like you going through whatever industry it is, what's like a piece of advice you would give them? Uh be honest and say what you need and what you want. There's a way to do it. People always want to like say you're rude if you say stuff honestly, but there's a way to say it nicely. Mm-hmm. But get your point across. Without being soft. Yeah. For mm. example. I'm mad soft. Like, do you think we need like smiley faces and LOLs and stuff and emails? No. No, you can be direct without doing that. Yeah. I only, so this is the reason why she asked that. It's because when I text message women that I work with, like Slack message, or women, like e- not an email specifically. Women, I just, I never, yo, me too is a motherfucker. <laughs> I do not, cause I know I'm not one. I'm not good at texting. Mm-hmm. So like, women that I have relations with, relation, whatever conversations with, on my personal time, I'm really bad at text messages. So I always throw in like a ha ha, laugh out loud, try to get the conversation going. But even when work, they have that thing Slack. Oh, yeah, yeah, Where it's a messaging. It's, like, very informal. It's not an email. Mm-hmm. And I do, like, I'd be like, hey, what's up? Ha ha. Like, why? Because, like, or, like, yo, I need this done, but, like, no rush. Ha ha. Like, yo, I have to do it because, like. <laughs> Read your text out loud. And, and like, it just sounds so. You can say something to somebody without. To it very well. I'm just not good because I want to just get up and go talk to them face to face. And you text your guys, your your male. I'll still do, but I'd be like, dude, that's yeah, a whole another subject. Is it though? It, at my old job, it was because I was one of I was actually the only black person after mm-hmm. a certain point. Mm-hmm. So people looked at me like I'm sure they do any person that's usually the only person of color there is like, oh. You know hip hop, you know basketball, yep. and I'm like, what the fuck are y'all talking about? You know every black person. Yeah, I'm like, oh, oh I have dude. a friend named Jerome. <laughs> you know like, oh, from cool. Utah. You know him, right? Oh, cool. cool. You know that. I'm like, nah. I, I my bad, dude. I don't know that. <laughs> like, I don't know what to tell you. So it's like that situation. I did have to do that sometimes, where I'm like, all right, I'm not. I don't care about the shop. I'm not trying to be a manager. I'm not trying to do anything with y'all. So I just like go on about my day and like keep it copacetic and mind my business. So like, that's my favorite word. That's Chelsea's you know, favorite word. Yeah. See, there we go. See, I'm right here with it. We don't need Naja no more. This is the biracial <laughs> show. <laughs> Connor, let's. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
Um, we're, still, we're still doing a podcast, guys. Like, all right, this is the final episode. Thanks for tuning in uh, to the first and only season of Underrepresented Representatives. <laughs> I agree with what you're saying, though, Chelsea. We can be direct. And I understand. I understand where you're coming from, Dave. You don't want anything to ever come across as harsh. I don't. I think, though, we are just getting soft. We're getting soft. We are. And it's mm-hmm. I understand people are being too PC and stuff. And it's like you, you you think that you can't say something without it being rude. And there's such thing as radical candor, where you are being direct, getting your point across with without sugarcoating things, you know, like you're right in the middle. It is okay to say, it's okay to say, hey, the dishes have been in the sink for a week and um I really don't want to have roaches in this apartment. Without being like, hey, I was thinking maybe <laughs> it's getting a little messy. And I'm, t- I'm from my mouth to my ears. Yeah. I don't know if that's a phrase. I think it's to God's ears. But from my mouth to my ears, I'm talking to myself too. Mm-hmm. And I find the same thing when I hear my friends talk about like dating, right? It's a similar like, hey. You don't know. Want to go to a bar? Ha <laughs> ha. You don't like like women dating. Nowadays? It's like so. Yeah, talk about. It. Let's talk about millennial dating. Oh like, yeah, <laughs> what's really good? Dating in 2019. What's it like? And that's y'all because I'm good. It's, it's between me and my lord. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Shout out to Ramadan. Praise Allah. Two Allah. days. <laughs> well, Two you know days. this episode's gonna come out. It's probably. Oh, gonna be my bad. My bad. <laughs> Shout out to Ramadan. That's funny. Chelsea, what do you think? Yeah, like dating what's up stressful. with dating? Mm. It's stressful. Why? It's stressful. Every part of it. Uh, Ghosting is a whole thing that I'm over. People need to stop doing that. If you go on more than one date with the person, you can't ghost. Mm. It can be over. It can be over text. If you sleep with them, it should be in person. Mm. So what? What would you consider ghosting, though? Uh-oh. I mean, I understand it's literally not texting back, but like, you go on two dates, and if you never text back, let's do a personal example. Mm. You're dating someone for about a month. Um, you start. You text them, and it starts getting like less frequent. And then you ask them to do something—a pointed question, like "Hey, yes or no." They don't answer, but they leave you on red. And they don't talk to you for a few days. What do you do? You say, "Hey, I noticed you haven't been reaching out. Is everything okay? If you don't want to do this anymore, let me know." Yeah. And that's direct. Yes. Which is what they could have done at the, the be- moment they had those feelings, and it would have been less stressful for everyone. Yeah. From honestly, I want to hear a male because I'm with you from a male's perspective, and I understand that there's so much. I'm, we're being very black and white, yeah. and we are talking about. That's a heterosexual relationship, right? Yeah. There's so much more. Different. So when I say a male yeah. perspective, I know there's. A million different male perspectives. But from a straight male perspective, Dave, like, have you ever been in a position where you're like, mm, I don't want to hurt their feelings, so I'll just ghost them? Because to me, it sounds like that's counterproductive. Like, right. I'm a big girl. I wear big girl panties. Different colors, different shape, <laughs> sizes. Like, but you can tell me you're not interested. I'd rather you not be like, hey, maybe, hey, maybe. And I'd definitely rather you not ghost. Just say, you know what? I'm like, I've had to do that this year. A couple, I felt so good. I think I've, I sent you the we text talk, for no, sure. We talked about this yeah, before was, the podcast. I we was like, about the podcast. it felt so good because growth. I used to, I used to really like, like this, like certain attention. And even though I knew I wasn't interested in the person, I wanted to kind of keep so them touching. on the retainer of let them keep texting me like, Hey, you want to go out? Hey, I was thinking we can do this. And I'll be like, Oh, maybe what was that doing for me? Other than me knowing there are four guys out there. And there's, who would possibly, like the one day. there's possibility down there. Yeah, the this isn't space. I don't need three in a possible. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I'm comfortable enough to know, you know what? I'm alone right now and I like that. And I feel so good because even a year ago, even a year ago, I wasn't at a place where I was like, let me just like say bye. And I said, hey, at this point, I'm not interested in pursuing anything romantic. Great. 
One person didn't reply. Cool. Mm-hmm. His ego. Another person was like, hey, Naja, I appreciate that. Good luck with acting and whatever you're doing. Yeah, <laughs> whatever you're doing. I was like, okay. The Renaissance the woman. <laughs> acting. He Good literally luck. said. Acting and stuff. Acting and whatever you're doing. <laughs> and stuff. I was like, dang, all right. But like, we can do that. Mm-hmm. I think for. Why would you leave somebody on red? I, I won and won when I did it. They didn't have red. So it was kind of different. We were still using like next sales probably. <laughs> Um, no, no, no. In college, I'm not gonna lie. Like I wasn't, I didn't. Yeah. I just was bad. Yeah. I'm just admit it. But why? Because Is it cause you I, don't want to hurt them. Is it cause you don't want the pressure? It was more for me. <laughs> it was more for me. Oh, this is going to sound so bad. It was You've grown up. We understand. Oh, it it's was, all growth. We've all ghosted in our It's age. so bad. Also, though. I used to be, I mean, I'm Ali's little sister and I had four older brothers. Yeah. I am not the poster child for, no, no, no. I'm I used to that. act like a guy. Like, so I you can say what you got to say. I was just trying to. My peacock. I was, I was between 18 and 21. Uh, I'm putting know. numbers on this. Okay. And I was just trying to have as many situations as possible. So Frankly, you I thought it was cool. I never did promiscuous. it in high school. Very promiscuous. And I would tell a female what anything she wanted, she wanted to hear. Literally. And I wouldn't even, like back then I was calling still. You know what I mean? So I wouldn't Back even call. Day. I wouldn't send an email. Until after you. I mean. Until after. Once I like got what I was looking for, whatever that may be, I just literally was like, all right, done. But there's some. Let me take it back. There's some that I kept in contact. And I would never. There's like one girl. I 100% told her I'd call her again. And I didn't. And I did never did that again. The other girls, they kind of just. I was like going out with girls that had like boyfriends. I knew they had something to lose. I'm being real. <laughs> yeah, I knew something. They couldn't say nothing. And I know it sounds so bad, but yo, we might have to edit that one. But yo, for real, like I, I knew, and they were with it. Like I was dumb. Yo, you got to think about where I come. You know where I come from. Like I'm from Davis. very underprivileged area in Beacon, and I lost my damn mind in college. I didn't know what to do. I yeah. didn't know. Like, literally, I had people around me that were my people, and, like, I was very comfortable. We were able to do what we wanted, and we just had to... We made it work for us. Now, what I know, like... So, but how do, have you seen it change then? Because, like... Me? For me, personally? Dating has changed, I think, a lot in the last 10 years. Think about all the apps. Like, yeah. do you think this is... Because back in the day, before you even had phones where you were texting, you weren't calling people back. Do You, you think were that this Facebook is per- Messenger. Do you think this has perpetuated Easy. ghosting more? The fact that we have apps and texting and it's like you can meet up with someone without even getting their number to where it's like you wake up dang, yeah. you wake up one day and yeah, it just says on. deleted user. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. you can't find them on anything. Mm-hmm. Like what ha- does it make it more? I think it I think <laughs> does it make it more more <laughs> No, no, no. I I think it makes it easier, but I don't women don't realize how much power they have and when they do or at like the world's gonna be a lot of better place chelsea what do you think yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like dating specifically i don't know yeah i i i mean you we've talked a lot i constantly it's, it's not up like to do in my court this, but i have that personality do. i run the show women a lot more women are starting to think because that i want to well. be con- i want to control it but i also control it to where it's like I'm not having feelings so that I can end this when I want. And then I let my guard down. And then all of a sudden, I no longer have cojones. And they are running the mm-hmm. show. Mm-hmm. And that's why I keep things. I like to keep things in a very, like, 
No, you're trying to control it because you want to. But I had that too. I had him in the boxes for a long time where it was like, nah, if I were just sleeping together, that's cool. We're not having any emotions attached to this. And then you get that one that messes you up and then they try to make you a side chick and ruins everything. Mm. Who made you a side chick? <laughs> tried to. Oh, well, I probably not Beep. <laughs> True. And then you got friends over here like, just let yourself feel. <laughs> That's me. That's I'm texting you. her from three hours, time difference. I'm like, let yourself feel. Let yourself feel. Go on that date tonight. It's, it's already pitch black here. I just don't, I, I still don't understand. I honestly think it's, there are so many more people and I'm sure anxiety is, anxiety and different things have existed forever. But I think um, it, there, it's more now. I just don't think it's right when women... A lot of girls do this. They text like dudes and you got this inclination that she likes you and she don't like you at all. Yeah, but... And it's like, yo, I wasn't even texting. We weren't guys, even texting. Nah, guys do that, that too. That goes both ways. I'm saying, I honestly think it's like a... I think people are a little anxious and they don't... They are um, scared of conflict. And that's why they don't want to be direct and say like... I'm not interested anymore. So you're looking for something new every single time? It's like, so there's no conflict? We're always going to stay in the honeymoon phase? That's what you're no, saying? No, no. I'm saying, why wouldn't you, if Chelsea and I were seeing each other, and then I realized, you know what? This was a cool thing to try out, but I really think I just like guys. I'm going to say to Chelsea, hey, this was a cool thing to try out, but I really think I just like guys. And I won't even throw in the, I don't like when people say, let's stay friends, unless you mean it. I don't want to stay friends with every I single person I went on a date with. So I don't. Yeah. You almost said it to that one guy recently because you wanted to be nice, but then you oh, yeah, took that, that line nice. out. I, I helped did. you draft the text. Yeah, but there's so many people who don't want conflict that they overthink it and they're like, "Should I text him? You know what? It'll be easier to ghost." Like, I don't, Connor, what do you think? Yeah, because no you guy. you're in an interesting situation. <laughs> don't put a situation <laughs> every every week. <laughs> we always we always bring Connor in somehow. Well, I think the biggest part is that you're wasting the other person. Mm-hmm. Like you're lying to them. You're like, oh yeah, we should stay friends, or like maybe we'll do one more date when you know fully, and you know, yeah. you mostly know you every know. time whether or not you want to continue with yeah. the person. So it's like you're just you you're basically disrespecting them and you're wasting their time. Yeah, yeah. that's real. But so personally speaking, have you any times like you've had dates or whatever, and you're not interested anymore? Do you let them know? And I agree with you. If it's one date, <laughs> I don't think that you need to. But like, if it's been an ongoing thing. If I haven't really had like ongoing things, but like, if somebody reaches out, to, like, if they don't reach out to me, and I don't want to reach out to them, and it's just gonna dissolve. yeah, the mutual fade away, yeah, right, exactly. But if they reach out, I don't know. It's like yeah, play by ear. <laughs> what do you guys think about yo? I've been throwing everyone's stuff on. I none of y'all put me on blast. How do you feel about like uh? Like open relationships and polyamory and stuff like that. I couldn't do it. Same. I am not going to judge. Do what you want to. Yeah. But I personally couldn't do it. I get bad emotion. I'll be tight. Yeah, I'll be yeah. sick. I'll be sick. How, of what? If I, what? If I think a girl's my girlfriend. <laughs> She's not. I would, it would yeah. But I, yo, everybody could, yo, the beautiful thing about this life, we could do it though. We want, sorry, yeah, but I had to true. emphasis, and that's the beautiful. Well, I think it comes down to it goes goes back to like what you said about being direct. Like Chelsea, you know that you don't think you could do it, and I honestly think sometimes your mind changes when you're with someone. But if you don't think you can do it, you say that you and your boyfriend, we are we're not in an open relationship, and I don't think I can ever do it. Mm-hmm. So then that makes if he were to see someone else, that makes it cheating. But if I'm with someone and it's like, hey, 
I want to date you and I want to date this other person. Like uh, my um, friend, they they were talking about how they went on a trip with like their their boyfriend. And I was like, oh, so-and-so. And they're like, no, that's my other partner. And I was like, okay, cool. And then they were like, oh, I forgot that that's not the norm. I could have mad wives. And it was cool. See why like, everybody sucked in too. I got mad. And it was like cool. It was cool to just have a basic conversation, no reaction of you're dating multiple. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Man. You want to triple when you're one partner and this partner. I was asking mad questions and they were like, nah, this partner is not seeing anyone else, but this partner has another partner. We're actually all friends. And it's like great. And I love that that's accepted now. That. And it only works, in my opinion, it works because they're open about it. You have to be, yeah. But sometimes people do like I actually, so I know this guy, he's dope. And he's got a dang, I don't know, can I tell the story? He's got a wife, cool. And um she's she doesn't want to see anyone else, but she knew that he like needed this lifestyle. He's not allowed to see girls, but he can see guys and like goes to like different parties, things like that. And I don't know, when I see them, this might need to be this might need to be edited out, honestly, Connor. Yeah. I don't think he'll ever listen, but I like I don't I don't know. I think she is doing it to make him happy, but I don't think she's happy. That's mm-hmm. what happens. And I don't think that's cool. She needs to be direct. Like, if you're in a relationship and you're both down, beautiful. Keep that part. Keep, <laughs> yeah, keep that part. <laughs> Connor, what do you think about open relationships? Yeah, there, I mean, it's there's so many different... There's like a spectrum of what that can mean as well, you know? Like, True. It's all about just communication. And as long as you guys are both on the same page, then... That's all that matters. It should work, yeah. And, and you need, definitely need to feel like you can... Talk about. That's not even true. I was gonna say you need to feel like you can talk about anything with your partner, and I don't think that's true. I think you need to be able to talk about what lines you're gonna draw about what you do and don't want to talk about. That's yeah. Uh, so like, just I, I don't want to hear about this thing. Don't tell me about that. I won't ask you. If I genuinely mean that and you don't, you shouldn't bring it up. Then it's, yeah. then it's cool. But if it's like I want to know every single thing that you do. Hmm. And yeah, both need like, to be comfortable because some. If that's what's gonna make mm-hmm. me feel better, just talk about like, this. That's what I need, you know? yeah. yeah, my one friend, like long distance relationship, etc. You know, her boyfriend's like, yo, great. I want to hear like the details. Like, do your thing. Oh, send me videos, dude, and pictures smashing his girl, huh? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> this dude, he he's like, yeah, open, great. I want to hear about the guys you're like getting with. Nah, he's lying. That- Killing him inside. Nah, no. I think he likes that. It's called. There is a thing called like a cuckold fetish where guys love that. Mm, okay. I right. I'm just talking from personal. That's just that. me. I'm projecting because like I would be so hurt. <laughs> and so and then so you have to be honest with your I'm partner and like that's the relationship punk. you have to be in. But so I, I can't be in a relationship right now. True. Yeah. As long as you're clear, it's like, hey, we have this thing. I don't ever want to hear about this part. Mm-hmm. But I want to hear that about makes this more part. sense. Yeah. I like that. That makes more sense. Yo, I was 15 years old. I saw True Life. I'm polyamorous. Never heard of it before. Mm. F- probably 14, honestly. So it was years ago before. That's MTV's really... full. Everybody crazy now. Yo, nah, I saw <laughs> that. <laughs> what was that other show you watched way too young? So, <laughs> what happened with So show? I saw polyamory and I was like, dang, I think that's me. <laughs> I was like, I want to date three people. But Chelsea, what'd you say? What was that other show you used to watch like way too young? What is sex? What is it? Uh, Real Sex HBO. What is that show? Nah, chill. Everyone was watching like Rugrats and stuff, and I was watching Undressed. What is Do you that? Remember? See, no, it one... was Undressed. Salim and Sharif watched it. It was MTV's first show. Like, it was like <laughs> Gossip Girl on on crack. steroids. Like, yeah, it, you you remember Undressed? Mm. Teenagers. Maybe. 
learning about sex, honestly. Mm. I don't know how I watched it. Like, I definitely watched it with my brother's pause, not like how it sounds. No, nobody's thinking that. And it's not a pause moment. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not from the hood. I'm not from the hood like you. You're such a burb. Undressed is an American anthology series that aired on MTV from July 26, 99. Dang, I was born in 92. I really shouldn't have been watching it. (laughs) To September 5th, 2002. This series, it doesn't tell us anything about it. What show were we talking about the other time? Next? Oh. Oh, I love Next. Next I love Next. Like, get off the bus, take to Next. Like, what? Next? Yo, no, my brother and I talk to me. Used to be like, <laughs> my brother and I used to be like on the phone for Mad Long. And like, We've been on this phone call for 45 minutes. That means you can either take the $45 or go on a second phone call at me. <laughs> and then I used to be like, I'm going to take the $45. <laughs> We've been recording this episode of underrepresented representatives yeah, for an hour podcast, and five man. minutes. Oh, wow. You can take the $105. Dang, I don't know, Matt. You can take the $65 or continue this podcast. What will it be, Chelsea? Take the money. Take the money? <laughs> <laughs> Cash or Venmo? Oh, we have Venmo all Cash day. App. Cash app. Cash app. <laughs> um, that's interesting. All right, so we, we could talk all day, but we got to wrap. So, Chelsea, when we have guests on, we like to hear mm. a little bit from them. We have some questions. Um... So, you know the name. You know who we are. Mm-hmm. We created this show. Why? Elevator pitch. Oh, elevator pitch. Elevator pitch. So, essentially, people like us usually don't get a voice. We don't see us on TV. And what I mean by us is like, Naj is a black Muslim woman, strong woman. Um, I'm a biracial, black, white, Italian, Irish man. You know what I'm Respect. saying? Respect all day. Um, so, we wanted to be that voice. Because we know how important it is for us to hear. And then we have Connor as well. Who's always on the show? Dang, then, <laughs> couldn't say what he was. You know what I mean, Connor? But, what is your? Yeah, what do you consider yourself? We're putting you on the spot today, bro. I feel like you got some red blood in there. You Native American? No, no, just like I think just Irish and like French Canadian. Maybe I honestly don't really know, but I know Irish for sure. Nice. Yeah, I feel like traced it. I, like, I've done the ancestry thing once, mm. but I did it. Middle school, and I remember just like getting to the end and being like, uh, Okay, I guess there wasn't much information. <laughs> they're like, No, now they're they said you white. They're probably spot. Yeah, people are saying now it's crazy. Like a spot, right? What where makes you're you from. into like, <clears throat> hold on, Uh-oh. what makes you interested in underrepresented representatives, Connor? Show the podcast or just the, like the concept in general? <laughs> <laughs> the show. Why, I want why are you working on the show with us? <laughs> I want well, the experience. I know, like, just my experience with you in college and like being around you, like you're really good at talking, you're really good at conversations. Like anytime you start talking with you, it's like it turns into a, a thing in a good way. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we were just chatting about it. I was like, that's a great idea. And I have all the equipment and like I'm just down to lend a hand. My so man. I met you. The, after the first session, it was like, I'm definitely, I'm, I'm in. That was our trial. That was our date. <laughs> and he didn't ghost us, thankfully. <laughs> you guys just bounce off each other like really, really well. Because you've known each other your whole lives, right? I yeah. don't even like her. Dang. Did you didn't like her. me? I know her. No, I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Ali's little sister. <laughs> annoying. So this is like an open relationship right here, the three of you. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> it, really it really is. It really is. Connor and I are always on the that. same page, and it's like, I'm oh, the why is he here again? I'm the outcast always. <laughs> yeah. Yo, word. I feel like Connor's an advocate. He's an ally. You know what I mean? always. Because would you consider yourself underrepresented? No. But 
Yeah, like there's you all over the place. There's a thousand yous, except there's only one of you. That's deep. <laughs> like you're here. Like, yes, you're doing the sound, but you're doing the work. And like, you always have good feedback, right? There's not enough allies out here. Mm. I see what you did there. I see what you did there. Yeah, I'm super bad. I was just thinking about it. Like, there's no, it's not only something that I want to do, but it's like, I should be doing this. Like, I have this stuff ready to go. It's just like, mm. yeah. You know, Appreciate what that. I'd be doing otherwise, probably like, <laughs> that's like the reason why I'm doing it but yeah like, true exactly alright so that brings us to you Chelsea yes. couple questions what does the phrase underrepresented representative mean to you what do you think it means everything you guys just said uh, <laughs> giving a voice to the groups I don't get it so what you don't see on TV well I guess not now but what you used to not see mm. yeah what would you say you're underrepresented, unrepresented, represented? What do you think for yourself? Underrepresented. Um, I mean, you're seeing a lot more black women, which I'm excited about. I like seeing yes. women of different body types out there, mm. different heights, all of that. I like seeing all the different beauties out there. Mm. Yeah. Me too. Yo, yeah, like uh, I love seeing different What I hear, this is the first year that Miss America, Miss Teen America, and Miss uh-huh. USA, they were all black. Yeah. yeah. Which is just cool. And it like shouldn't be a... It's cool be that a it's a headline. I know what you're saying. But it's like, how many years have they all been white? And it wasn't like, oh my goodness, they're all white. Yeah. Sometimes. No, what? I was saying, I was talking out loud. Sometimes it has to be. Sometimes, I don't, I, what I'm saying is. It has to my, be a headline sometimes. I, sometimes it has to be a headline. That's where I'm going with that. Oh, okay. okay. I was going to, yeah, I was just saying. I don't like, like that it is always a headline. Like, this is like, well, nah. I can't wait till it's a norm. Of like, it's It not, is a norm though. It could be a norm. It can be. It can yeah, be. Yeah, it's most certainly not. Yeah. Because for it to be like, wow, all three were black. Like, they make it seem, we are no longer the minority. It, no, we're it, still the minority. 2040, probably we won't be. Okay. No, I'm being serious. All no, jokes no, no. We I, got the statistics. I'm being serious, I, I don't have the statistics. That's why I'm saying, okay. Yeah, 2040. But to me, I go anywhere and it's half and half. Yeah. I would say like, That's where you Asian Americans are a minority. Mm. I see black people everywhere. It depends where you are, too, yeah. though, because I don't see a lot in the Valley in L.A. Yeah, but I'm saying in the U.S., like, there's no reason why it should be, like, out of 20 candidates, there's only one oh, yeah. candidate for Miss USA. There's not, We're not the minority to where it's that few. You go out, you know, it depends where you are. You're going to see more in bed than you are going to see in the Valley. Mm-hmm. But either way, there's th- steps. There's steps. Yeah. The fact that all three were black, it's going to be a headline the next three times it happens. Yeah. What? And I'm I want to see wise. more than just black. I want to see Polynesian, Asian, Spanish, whatever. Yeah. All out there. Everything. Everything. Paint with all the colors oh, here we go. of the wind. What's the next question? Um, <laughs> all right, so do you consider yourself, Chelsea, a leader in your respective community? And if so, what makes you that? I think so, because I think all you have to do to be a leader is to step up when people need you to. Mm. And I feel like I do that. Nice. I love that. Well, can you think of something specific to where... You're stepping up like to be a leader. I don't know. Are you are you ever like engaged with the youth? Like uh I'm actually currently I'm working on a proposal for with my high school to start uh, a mentorship group with the black girls there to mm-hmm. help them facilitate that. And I'm working with a foster community to help teach sexual responsibility to the youth. Wow. Really? That's amazing. So you're, you're are you gonna be the one teaching it? Yeah. Oh, that's Yo, so what are you gonna talk about? Um, Practice, school less real quick. <laughs> Give me some sex ed. My big one is consent. 
Mm. What it looks like. What do you do when they say no? Uh, talking about sexting, because that's a big one. Don't send your penis if no one asks you to. Yeah. Um, I've never done that. Thank God. Thank for you. God. For everybody. <laughs> Thank God I've never sent my penis. Keep going. Wait, <laughs> and you said, I said sex ed, but you're calling it what? It's sexual responsibility. I mm. like that. Well, What does that mean? It's because we're dealing with people, not people, teens who have already kind of like experienced a lot of the sex just because yeah. of what they've been through. Yeah. Given circumstances. Mature. Yeah. So it's more like what to do now, how to empower yourself as well. Cause we want to teach them that you're more than just your body and your looks. Almost like giving them a second chance. God forbid something bad happened to yeah. them before. Yeah. And not necessarily like you're not promoting anything, but you're not telling them that what they're doing is bad. Mm-mm. You're telling them how to be responsible about it. And that's what needs to happen. I feel like, I like that you said being a leader is stepping up when you need to and being real. Like the biggest thing you've been talking about, Chelsea, and honestly, all of us have hit on it is being direct and being real. We cover up too much Mm -hmm. and it makes people think like, I don't know, the way you hear the sex talk and it's like, oh, don't have sex or you'll have a baby. Or if it's religious, do not have sex because that's bad and you'll go to hell. Like what are we, what are we teaching our kids like you grow up with so much of this guilt, they call it Catholic mm-hmm. guilt, and every religion has it. And even if you're not a religious person, you don't come from a religious family. Somehow they put that on you too. I mean, well, your your background, Chelsea. If you want to, you don't have to, but speak about it. Like, what I'm was Mormon that like growing up? You grew up, yeah. Whoa, I forgot that Chelsea grew up a Mormon. First of all, oh, wow. yeah. What I heard was a lot it of like crazy in things. I never met someone that was Mormon. What was your I don't know sex if it's talk Mormon, like? But- uh, my sex talk didn't really exist. So my mom, the white side, uh, that whole side is Mormon. And my dad has never been. He's been Christian, but he never went to church with us or anything. Yeah. Uh, I stopped going to church when I was about 12. And that was because I had basketball tournaments and stuff. Nice. But I didn't really get a sex talk. When I got my period, my mom said, don't have sex until you're married. When I was like 21, I realized that she got married after she had my brother. She was mm. pregnant. So that was like a skewed thing. And then like my sister and I never really talked about sex. So when she had sex, but like everyone was still telling me not to, mm. it was like this huge confusion. Like, well, what what am I supposed to be doing? Yeah. yeah. I like the way you put the back to your this like sexual responsibility. I think they should change that in schools. Yeah. Instead of education. Like there's no education. Like, no, this is make it if you put something in the kid's mind where it's a responsibility, mm-hmm. that changes the I for me, just hearing that now I'm no longer gonna mention sex education. It's gonna be sexual I, responsibility. I really like that. It's like no, this is your responsibility. Like there's a really like if you don't clean your nana, it's gonna stink. If you don't clean your little <laughs> dick, it's gonna stink. Yeah, literally. Like, this is a responsibility. <laughs> Shout out to our conversation last night. <laughs> no, for real. Oh, like, yo, you're gonna catch something if you don't use a condom. Like yes. it's gonna hurt really uh, bad. This is yeah. a response that thing could fall. Or like off. even something as simple as like, hey, if you don't want to do this, you, you don't, don't have, have to. to. You can yeah. say no at any point. Say no yeah. at any point. And I don't think that it needs to go this far in like high school. But the conversation. Nah, it has. Whatever you about to say, everything has to go that far. I don't think that we should teach high schools how to have good sex. Oh, no. Oh, no. no. What the hell? Like, but I'm saying <laughs> when you start to open up the conversations. But girls, they spend so much time thinking it's okay. about the guy. So I don't know anything. And yeah. like, you're not, I mean, they say that a, a woman's sexual prime is 30s, 40s, because we're spending so much time. It's the insecurities with our bodies and mm. stuff, too. Just like, okay, he's done okay, like I'm laying down. No one really knows what to do. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm saying nah, yeah, this is not now. the responsibility. But if you have sexual responsibility and just talk about consent and the do's and don'ts young and then open the conversation up when you're in college and you have your girlfriends mm-hmm. and you talk and be like, hey, 
We always hear about guys doing this one thing behind closed doors. Guess what, little girl? I'm talking about college students now. I got you. It is okay to, I remember I went to a college, like RA training and like, it was like a seminar and some people brought in like, it was a sex shop and I was so uncomfortable because I was so sheltered and it was like vibrators and stuff. And I'm just, no one ever told me it was bad. Mm. I put my own sheltering on myself. think it's bad. That's what I'm but saying. I was yeah. like, oh my God, people do this. And it's like, man, I would have You should be doing saved it. up on a lot of bent up energy in my twenties. <laughs> had I. All right. All right. But then you also learn like what you go, like so you I'm, can tell the other people. Yeah, sure. exactly. But, but I think it starts with conversations that are not so black and white being young. It should start when you're a child about consent. It should be in friendship. Yeah. If your friend yeah. says, don't touch me, okay, you don't, don't touch, touch me. me. Oh, exactly. And teach yeah. everything. Don't touch me. <laughs> <laughs> um, people, people talk about, you know, I think there's so much guilt put on sex, yeah. specifically with young, young girls, mm -hmm. that then when they finally start doing it, they hide it. Mm. They don't want to share that they've been doing it and they're not doing it in a way that they are respecting their bodies because they're told it's wrong. So they're just like, okay, I'm doing this for someone else. Mm -hmm. But if we talk about it as a responsibility young, make it a choice. Like obviously we're not promoting and we're not saying, hey, this is how you do it well. But if they realize that it's like, oh, I have a responsibility. I need to clean myself. I need to like know that it's okay to say no at any time, even if I said yes before. And you talk about these things that maybe when they get a little bit older, they realize this is about me. Mm -hmm. And if I choose to make it something that I'm including with someone else, great. Until I saw um, my little sister, my bad. I know you're about to ask her another question real quick. Until I saw my little sister going through like her transformation. You have a little sister? I do have a little sister. And yes. older. And older, yeah. How and old is your like, little sister? She's, how old am I, third? She's 24 now. Because I was older than her. So I was 20. How old was she? My bad. Shout out to Brienne. Brienne. Yeah. So when I was we 20. We should be friends. So when I was 22, she was 16. Yeah, 16. So I started to see how things were affecting her. And that changed. Because me and her weren't as tight as my me and my older sister. So mm -hmm. my older sister, she was always like, what are you doing out there? Like, stop being a little hoe. Like, she was always checking me. My little sister, until I saw her going through, because my older sister was always like the prettiest girl in the school. People loved her. I was very protective of her. Light skin. I'm just so, kidding. Yeah, I'm sorry, guys. See? So I wouldn't let no one, like, anytime someone even talked about it, I was like, I know what you're thinking, and I will fight you. You can ask Ali. I never used to let people ask about my sister. That's how protective Dang, I was. Dang, no one was asking about me. Like, So when I started seeing my Here's little sister. Yourself, dude. <laughs> so when I started seeing my little sister go through, like, these changes and these conversations, and she, I remember vividly one time we were at Looper's, and I haven't seen her in, like, a little bit just because we had, like, different family dynamics. And she just started crying. And I was like, I just told her everything I did in college. I was like, mm. Brian, this is what I did. Like, there's dudes out here that are fucked up. Don't judge me. Like, I'm telling you I made mistakes, but I don't want you to go through that. So any questions you ever have, let me know. Because she, she, like, whatever, what you just said is literally what she tried to articulate. You see what I'm saying? That's why it's like because you're not having goosebumps. She open doesn't, dialogue. She you don't doesn't have anyone know how to. Talk to. to. And yeah. so she talked to me, and I was like, "Holy shit, my little sister's about to talk to me. I'm not ready for this." So the only way I knew how to do it was like just be completely honest with her on my situations and what I did was wrong. So in my mind, it was giving her the heads up. Yeah. That these things, these dudes out here like me, like I'm a scumbag right now, but I promise you, I'm gonna change. 
for the future. And that's what I did. And I like that. My mom and I, we had a conversation actually yesterday. That's what I'm pulling up on my phone. Mm. And so we're working on a project that I'm not going to tell you about yet, but we're working on a project mm. together. That might be LBC. And if talked- it is, I better get in there. <laughs> we are doing that too. <laughs> we talked about um, being real because, oh, so we were talking about this, this show that just came out, Rami, which you were like, you didn't watch, but it's on Hulu. Mm. You should watch it. This Muslim American guy, um, he's struggling with keeping his faith, but also being a millennial and like wanting to Want date to and all this drink. stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Date women outside of his religion, all this stuff. And it's a dope show. And I'm certain it's getting pushed back because it's painting Muslims in a light that is not always mm-hmm. painted. It's usually, oh, you see this Muslim girl, she's covered. She's probably an angel. And this guy's praying five times a day and he would never dare think about drinking. And we see that throughout time periods with every religion and it's like you're still a human mm. and as much as you want to follow a book that's written we are humans and we make mistakes no. we also make choices because i'm not going to say that a choice is a mistake mm-hmm. i think the show is fabulous because it shows you can relate to it regardless of your religion no. because it shows that you have beliefs All and sometimes the it's same tough thing. everybody's what? going through the same everyone's thing everyone's going through the same thing and so I was talking to my mom about this project we're working on and I was like, I don't want to make it seem like anyone's a Mother Teresa or Saints and we're on the same page. And she wrote me and she was like, I'm so glad we're on the same page about keeping it real. Blah, 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 about project I'm not going to say. Project X. Project X. (laughs) And she was like, here's what Michelle Obama has to say about being honest about struggles. Mm. And this brought me to what you just said about like you growing up thinking a certain way about sex before marriage and then realizing, wait, my mom did this. I feel that adults hide things from us because they want us to be better than them. But if they are just honest, we'd realize they're humans mm-hmm. and maybe we wouldn't make the because we end up at the cycle. Yeah. We end up doing the same thing. They so Michelle realize, said, uh-huh. older people, we hide our struggles. That makes young people think that there are no struggles. We do a disservice to people in life when we only show people our strengths. Yeah. Why? And that's something I've had to deal with. I mean, I was the talk of, not the talk of the town, but like even in college, people were constantly wondering things about my personal life and stuff because I didn't share a lot mm. because it's so much easier for me. Because. This is about older people, but for anyone, it's easier to show Naja's always happy. Naja's going to help you out. Oh, Naja doesn't talk to boys. Like she's flirty, but nothing else is going on to show all these things. And it's like, guess what? Naja gets sad sometimes. Mm. Naja gets lazy sometimes. Sometimes Naja does get her heart broken. And X, Y, Z. I'll mm-hmm. fight him. And, fight you know, him. it's like, why am I only showing my strengths? I've got many of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, that's what that's. But like, I also have many weaknesses and downfalls does. and everyone does. But why are there so many people, especially older people, parents being like, this is how we do this. And you never show your kids that you made a mistake. Because they were turning up worse. But <laughs> they, <laughs> they were. They but their, their fact that they're hiding this. We make the same mistakes when it's like, yo, if you had told me about it, exactly. I might not have done it. I would it, not you know? have done it. It's just, it's just interesting. No, nah, it is. It's definitely interesting. Oh, yo, we could talk all day. We yeah, should, we but can. we got to wrap this yeah, up. Thank do. you for listening. After 30 minutes of yeah, wrapping it up. Chelsea, yeah. you're dope. Yes, Thank you. very dope. Um, we end each episode with a little segment we like to call No Time to Think. No Time. Oh, boy. So you're just going to give us a word or a statement that comes up with what we say to you. Okay. We're going to shoot it back and forth. Jaden, yeah, yeah, Styles, yeah. peace, All style. day, all day. All day, on deck. All right. Pineapple on pizza. Yes. I love pineapple on pizza. Hawaiian, yeah. Everyone likes it. Why? Go. Twister. It's terrifying. <laughs> she, thought, she thought the tornado. Men who are 5'8". Huh? Men exactly. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Black. Uh-uh. Beautiful. White. Beautiful. I like that. Rainbow. 
Beautiful. Polyamory. Your choice. Mm. Taxis. Nah. <laughs> Uber. <laughs> eh. Problematic. L- <laughs> LA. Love it. Mm. Religion. Your choice. Mm, Biracial. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dating. Stressful. Sex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Masturbation. Yeah, do it. You should. Everyone know should your own body that. before you go with someone else. Dang. Hundred percent. But I, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like your choice, but you should, you. but you should know your own body, especially as a woman. I know it. Good. You gotta know your spots. That's what I'm but saying. But not, not, Naja's not here. You have to know <laughs> to someone else. I don't. Veganism. Good. Equinox. Eh, expensive. Made me do it. <laughs> you Equinox. Uh. You do Equinox. Nah, I did. Remember 2016, and my body was lit. Oh, yo, I had muscles. I wasn't looking at your body, sorry. You know, that's okay. Good choice. Friendship, yeah. Thank you. Say? Look at me. <laughs> I ripped my shirt up. Look at me. Yeah. Chelsea, it's been a pleasure having awesome. you on the show. Thank you so much, Chelsea. I love you Appreciate so much. you. Thank you for um, any closing words? You have any like book of the week sure you want to suggest? Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, Michelle Obama's book Becoming. Mm. I read that last month in my book club. It's very good. Lit. Shout out to What's Michelle. What's your one takeaway? Uh, I think it's to be real and to help others. Mm. Give others way? a platform to lift themselves up. Gotcha. Chelsea, this is your platform. We want to lift you up. We really have enjoyed hearing your <laughs> words today on underrepresented representatives. And I love that you consider yourself a leader. We have a little tradition here as of last time. <laughs> this is the second time we're doing this. Ding. I don't know how to spell. Today, we would like to dub you <laughs> the under. Represented, <laughs> representative of the week. Hey. We skip ahead in this YouTube video. Oh, dang, can we even play it? You told me about music laws. <laughs> Under 30 seconds, you're good. Whew, get rid of it. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you so much. Appreciate Today's you. Today's episode is sponsored by The Heat in this apartment. I really need to get yeah, it's an air conditioning. It's mad. Kana, we love you. Chelsea, we love you. Hey, I'm here too. Dave, thank you for your time. <laughs> thank you for your shout out to Chatty Patty today. Dave did a lot of talking yo, today. We love him. Less. <laughs> All right, yo, DJ D Rex, run that beat. <laughs> it's tough. Yay. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Yeah, I just don't. I, I think this is the year.